was a phenomenal night of divine encounter with God's colossal gift to the nations and immeasurable grace. Tonight, we believe without any shadow of doubt that something is about to break forth and break loose over you. Your sons and your daughters and your great-grandchildren will take over your business. They will take over the church. They will take over the ministry. They will take over the job. They will take over the family and take it to the next level. Am I talking to somebody here? Because whatever God does shall be forever. Nothing shall be added unto it. So that man will fear before him. Am I talking to somebody here? A good man liveth an inheritance to his children's children. And the work of the wicked is laid out for the chance. And so I prophesy over you. You will not go down. You will not lose what God has given you. But you shall increase and prosper. Am I talking to a believer here? Lift up your voice and shout the big amen. Ladies and gentlemen, with a standing ovation and a thunderous hand clap, please help me receive a Kingdom Dynamite and God's General from New York, USA. Come on, let's give God a Dr. better clap offering. Let's give God a better clap offering. We worship you, Jesus. Lift up your hand. Oh, Lord, you are beautiful. You know how to lift up that song, girl, please. Your face is all I need. I see. And when your eyes are on this child, your grace abounds to me. be saturated with your presence. In you we live. In you we move. In you we have our being. Our being is in you. We, we have our being. You are our source. We, we are connected. Without you we are nothing. We are nobody. Without you death is inevitable death of all kinds and forms. In you we live. We live in you. We, we move. When we make steps, we make steps because you allow us to make steps. We move in you. And in you we have our being. Speak to us. Minister to us. Touch us. 
turn our situations around. Let your name be glorified. In Jesus' name. Let the church say amen. Amen. Put your hands together. Amen. 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 Prophet Hemeku, I am I'm, I'm glad to recognize you as a prophet. You are a prophet. You are a voice to the nations. Let's give God a clap of yeah. yeah. You are a prophet to the nations. I'm glad to recognize you as a prophet of God in this end time and you are a gift to the body of Christ. And I thank God for men like you in this nation that will not give up on this nation. But your prayers are going before God and changing lives. I honor you. You have changed this side of Accra. And I'm very grateful. Come on, put your hands together. Amen. 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 I told you yesterday, many, many years ago, my first passport I used, it was Dr. Otabel that took me to the passport office and ensured that I could be able to travel to Bible school by helping me to get that passport. When I look at what God has used this servant of God to do, I come to one conclusion that God can take the nobodies and make them a somebody. And use them to change lives and nations. Church, I want us to stand with me. Let's honor Dr. Otabel wherever you are. We want to honor you, great servant of God. We love you dearly. Hallelujah, great man. You have impacted us. And we thank God for your life. Say amen. amen. Take your seat, take your seat. I salute all of you, men of God. Amen. Uh, fortunately, and unfortunately, my uncle is here. You know he's my uncle. And so today, tonight, I have to behave. <laughs> he's my uncle. And we come from the same family. It's amazing what God has used us to do in the family. And that's why I keep on telling everybody that don't let anybody tell you that the curses in your family cannot be broken. Because we are coming from a family that when there was those kind of funerals, they used to give us blood to drink. Yeah. Talking about demonic fortification. And I told them, I keep on saying, nobody delivered us. Nobody lay hand on him to deliver him. Some of you have been going through deliverance for the past seven years. Every man of God in Ghana is praying over you, delivering you. You are never delivered. <laughs> Amen. You are cleansed by the word of God, which I have spoken unto you. Am I talking to somebody here? Amen. Come on, can I have amen? Amen. And I salute you, uh, Bishop Frank, great servant of God. You should, you should go to Atlanta and see the work that this servant of God have raised. In the city of Atlanta is mind-blowing. Last, last week, one of my friends, I'm preaching for him. One of my friends uh, drove all the way and his wife from um, North Carolina to come and be with me and support me. And they were blown into pieces that God can pick an African 
and bring him to this land and use him to influence the city like this. It, it's amazing because if God doesn't call you, let me tell you something. Because the people who are from the land can't seem to find their bearing. But I thank God for this servant of God. Come on, help me. Let's honor him. Let's honor him. Thank you so much. Coming to support. Coming to support me. Say amen. Okay, so let's, let's get the ball rolling. First Thessalonians chapter number 4 verse number 20. And I keep on telling you um, that um, God is a God of increase. I keep on telling you that God, God doesn't speak addition. God doesn't speak addition. God doesn't talk about subtraction. Subtraction is man's language. God is a God of addition. The Bible tells us in this part of the scripture, the Bible says that, and indeed you do it toward all the brethren which are in Macedonia. Yesterday, we spoke about the Macedonian church. And the Bible says that we are, we, but we urge you, brethren, that, that you increase. I am urging you. Hey, I am urging you to increase. In other words, I am forcing you. Because I said to you that if all that you have is enough, you can't do much. You need more than enough in order to be able to do what God has called you to do. Can I have amen? amen? All through scripture, he speaks about the law of increase. If you want to find out, then you go through the book of Genesis. The Bible says that God said he blessed them and God said increase and multiply, replenish the earth. Even the, 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 the fishes of the sea. The Bible says he said to the fishes, increase and multiply. When Noah came out of the ark of the covenant, God said to him, increase and multiply and replenish the earth. When God, when Jacob encountered God, God said to him, I have blessed you. Increase and multiply. So you realize that it is the order of God. I, I, I have this thing I call, I call it the orders of God. The order, it is the order of God for you to increase. It is the order of God for you to serve God huh? in a local church. Huh? Under a local pastor. It is the order of God. God has a lot of orders. And I said that when you start breaking God's order, that's when you start having problems. And I said to you that the, the book of Genesis is not an Old Testament book. The book of Genesis is the book of the beginnings. Is the book of the beginnings. Revelation is the book of the closing. Amen. And we find out how everything will unfold at the end. But when you read the book of Genesis, it tells us about, you know, how the kind of laws that God set in place. The law of life. The law of life. That, that life is, is such that you have to let go in order to get in. The day you break that law of life, that's the day you die. The day you break that law. The, the first thing God set in motion, man of God, after he has created order on the earth, was to create or to birth the law of life. Okay? So the Bible tells us 
that, that, that he said to the fishes, multiply, increase. Amen. And the Bible tells us he spoke to the grass uh, to, to, to produce after his own kind. And then he said the law of life in motion, man of God. So guess what? Um, uh, the tree dies when it breaks the law of life. That is, the tree must always take in oxygen and breathe out carbon dioxide. Man must take in uh, uh, oxygen and breathe out carbon dioxide. When man breaks the law, when that law ceases in your life, death takes place. Let me say it again. You have to understand how God works. And tonight, my assignment is to help you unfold some of the things that I've been talking about and, and enter into a supernatural oil that will cause you to increase in every area of your life. I said to you that the, the destruction of the poor, the destruction of the poor is not the fact that they don't pray. The destruction of the poor. It's not that the poor doesn't pray. In Proverbs chapter 10, verse number 15, the Bible says that the rich man's wealth is a strong city, but the destruction of the poor is their poverty. The destruction of the poor. It is not your lack of prayer that distresses you. It is your poverty. May you never be poor again the rest of your life. Am I talking to a believer here? Tonight, I decree and pray for you that whatever Jesus did on Calvary shall become real in your life. He forgave you your sin. May that happen in your life. He healed your body. May healing and health be part of your life. Then he took away your poverty. May you never walk on this earth because poverty turns you to a nuisance. Now, now sit down. Poverty makes you... Poverty makes people who shouldn't rule over you, rule over you. The rich rules over the poor. It doesn't matter whether you are uh, 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 whoever. It doesn't matter whether you are the head pastor or the low pastor. It doesn't matter who you are. When you are poor, other people will rule over you. Poverty makes people lie. You lie and you teach your children how to lie. The destruction of the poor is not their lack of prayer. It's lack of it's the poverty that destroys the poor. The poverty. If you have never seen, you have never known and seen what poverty is. Yesterday I told you what poverty is. You know, I was, I was explaining a house uh, that I lived in. One day, my uncle comes from London. And then he comes to visit me in that house. My uncle, Pastor Frank. He comes to visit me in that house. I said, hey, Kweku. I was a pastor. You remember? I said, hey, Kweku. How now, she? You see, I said, hey, I mean, when he saw me, I'm a preacher. Prayer, I'm a prayer machine, but I was poor. Poverty is destructive. A lot of marriages has been destroyed because of poverty. Let me tell you something. People say, oh, I, 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 I'm marrying for love. You mar Have you seen anybody depositing love in the bank before? 
love is necessary where love is necessary. <laughs> Am I talking to somebody here? You went to the teller and then you stood before the teller and said, you know something, I want to deposit love. Am I talking to somebody here? Am I talking to somebody here? I came to tell you, you, you need to change your mind. And yesterday, I, 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 I did a lot of teaching. And I told you that your, 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 the, the renewal of your mind is key. Because without the renewing of your mind, your life can never be transformed. The transformation of a person's life happens in the mind. As a man thinketh, so he see. So if your mind is poor, then you must start to reorient yourself through the power of the word of God. Church, I came to tell you, there is no barrier that the word cannot break. There is no mindset, demonic mindset. And sometimes you are praying against some demons in your village. The demon in your village is in your mind. Your mind. And, and, and this so-called Bogus prophets, not everybody, but the bogus one have found a way to take control of people's life, control their emotions, control their mind, control their spirits. Some there are people that are hearing me tonight that a prophet must tell you what to wear before you wear. When you have to travel, if the prophet says don't go, you will not go. I, I encountered such a young man about, I think last month. The prophet, he was traveling to Kumasi. The prophet said, uh, oh, he should wait a little bit and let him look through the road. I said, what road? I said, go. You come back safely. So he went and came back safely. I said, what did I tell you? I said, the prophet would have controlled you and asked you to bring some, uh, what do we call it? What, how do you call it? And, uh, and then he will use that to, mani to manipulate you. So your life is under manipulation because you refuse to grab or lay hold of the power of the word of God. Church, I am a product of the word of God. I am a product of the word of God. Thy word have I hid in my heart that I may not sin against you. Your words were found and I ate your words and your words was like unto me the joy and rejoicing of my heart for I'm called by thy name forever O Lord thy word is settled in heaven. I will watch over my word and I will perform my word. I will watch over my word and I will perform my word. In the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. No there was nothing made that was made in him was life and the life was the light of men and the light shined in darkness and darkness did not comprehend it ah oh, there was a man that was sent from God whose name was John the same came to bear witness of that light that was the true light that shined on the earth he was in the world and the world did not know him he came to his own and his own did not receive him but as many as receive him he gave them the power to 
to become the sons of God who were born not of the flesh nor of the will of man but by the spirit my God am I talking to somebody here am I talking to somebody here I am a product of the word of God I know what the word can do I've been transformed by the word of God I've been changed by the word of God I've been changed by the word of God I've been turned around by the word of Jehovah God I come to tell somebody that your life your circumstances can never change the word of God but the word of the Lord will change your life if, if God said it I believe it and it is so if God said it I believe it and it is so if God said it I believe it and it is so if God said it I believe it and it is so am I talking to somebody here am I talking to a believer here come on lift up your voice and shout a big amen hallelujah hallelujah let's 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 try to do something with the word of the lord poverty is deadly it's destructive it's madness it's insanity it's insanity poverty is insanity poverty is insanity poverty turns an old man into a young boy controlled by young boys in the house And poverty turns a young boy into an old man. You look old because of poverty. Poverty has been the result of a lot of blood, blood, blood issues, blood pressure. Poverty is dangerous. It doesn't, listen, it, take, it takes more than love. To maintain your home. Women understand the language of love back with action. Do I have some women in the house? Proverbs 22. Verse 2. The Bible said. The rich and the poor met together. The Lord is the maker of them all. When you read this scripture, man of God, it makes you believe that God makes some people to be rich and others to be poor. It's not true. It, rich, be, being wealthy and being, being poor is a choice. You choose. God loves you. You may go to heaven not because you are rich or you are poor. It is your acceptance of Jesus. But here on earth, this other side, you will either enjoy life or you will not enjoy life based on which one you chose, whether you are poor or rich. And you will resent rich people and be angry because they are prospering and then you talk against them and talk about them, you know, and you, you will say all kinds of things about them because, you know, you don't, you, you know, you, you resent successful people. And let me tell you something. Anybody who resents, resents successful people will never be successful. You can't fight and get something you are fighting against. They met together, the poor and the rich. And God is the maker of both. So now, which one do you want? Do you choose to be poor? Because if you are poor, he will still love you. 
And if you are rich, he will still love you. So I'm asking you a question. Any, there are people that say, oh, um, uh, when, when I serve God, you know, and, and I'm, I think that when I'm poor, I can serve God better. It's a lie. It's a big lie. Let me tell you something. You can never serve God better with poverty. There are things you cannot do. I mean, sometimes you'll be very angry at yourself and at God because poverty will, 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 will dampen your spirit. And it will never allow you to fulfill your, your, your God-given goals here on earth. Poverty is a curse. Poverty is a curse. It's, it's destructive. Can I have amen, somebody? Amen. Be on your feet. Stand with me and go to somebody and say to the person, I choose not to be poor. Choose not to be poor. Oh, I, I love you. I love you. I love that one. Let's give that one a big clap offering. I love that one. I love you. I love you. I love you. You know, son, let me see if I have something in my pocket. Come. Come and take. I wish I had some dollars. Come. Come. You can use it for offering. You choose. May you never be poor. May you never be poor. May the Lord turn your life around in the name of Jesus. Somebody shout a big amen. I love that one. My uncle have a dollar for you. Come, take this. Come on, give God a clap offering. Come on, say amen. Uh, come on, sit down. Be bold. Be bold. Say to yourself, I will never be poor. I can never be broke. Come on, say to yourself, I choose not to be poor. Am I talking to a believer here? May wealth release come into your life. Receive an anointing to prosper. Receive grace to your next level. I decree by the word of the Lord that what is called poverty and lack shall never be a portion in the land of the living. Am I talking to a believer here? Come on, if I were you, I'll take a seat and run right here and drop a seat and thank God for this word tonight. Makataya Mahaya Ronda Bahakataya Ila Moshada Bahaya Rabababa Maronda Baha Ila Makadabakaduna Mahaya Rabaka May the Lord surprise you. I release favor over you. I release grace over you. An anointing for work creation. 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 May the Lord prosper everything that you do and everything that you touch. I make a declaration. The broke days of your life are behind you. The best days of your life are ahead of you. In the name of Jesus, get ready for an overflow. An overflow. In the name of Jesus, you are opening other locations of your business. In the name of Jesus, you are going to other cities. You are moving from the, the coast of Ghana and you are going to Guinea and you are going to Zambia. Opening other branches of your business. In the name of Jesus, 
increase be fruitful and multiply increase be fruitful and multiply your children are blessed your children are blessed they will never be vagabonds in the land your son is blessed i speak scholarships into your house i declare scholarships i declare scholarships into your house tonight in the name of jesus lift up your hand and shout and receive it the lord will make you the head you will never be the tail the lord will make you above and you shall never be beneath i declare by the word of the lord you are the record breaker of your family what nobody else did in your family you are next in line for god to show up i declare tonight god is showing up in your circumstances he is showing up in your life tonight in the name of jesus do i have an, a believer here can i have a believer who is shouting and praising god Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. Oh, Bacadonimika. Take your seat. I, I refuse to apologize for God's blessing over my life. I refuse. You don't like it, it's your business. Amen. Now let's go to the book of John. I'm going to talk a little bit about the anointing for wealth transfer. I said to you that what God wants to do in our lives, all the offerings and the tithes combined cannot do it. We need to connect to the supernatural, the source, the source. In, in the book of Genesis, the Bible says he spoke to the source. The Bible says he made he made the fish out of water. He spoke to the water to produce the fish. So the, the, the source of the fish is the water. When you disconnect the fish from the water, the, the fish will die. Why? Because that's the source. You know, when you disconnect yourself for any reason from God, you will die. You know why? Because God, is, and he breathed into them. And he, and, and, and he said, and the Bible says that the breath of life, a man became a living soul. You are connected to the source who is God. And I said to you that the source never dries up. The, the source never depleted. I am yet to see a depletion of God's resources on earth. I'm yet. Can I have amen? amen. The Bible says that a, a, a good man lived an inheritance to his Children's children. And the word of the wicked. I, I love that scripture. He said, a good man. Everybody say a good man. I'm not hearing you. Come on, talk to me. Say, 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 say a good man. You know, the qualification here. Uncle Frank. The qualification here, according to the word of God. A good man. Is a man who lives wealth for his children's children. A good man. So, if Jesus tarries and you go to be with Jesus, okay, your children are crying because they are thinking, how do we share all this? How do we share this? It's too much. A good man, not a prayerful man, but a good man. A good man. May you be a good man. And may you be a good woman. Uh, we don't have good men again. May you be a good man. And may you be a good woman. 
Am I talking to somebody here? A good man liveth an inheritance to his children's children and the wealth of the wicked is laid out for the just. So let's go now to the book of John verse chapter 4 verse 35 to 37. Let's, let's look at, I want you to look at the scripture here. This is the way I say it. Dr. Quincy. I said, if God lies in this part of the scripture, then he lied everywhere. If this scripture is not true, then every other scripture is not true. Look at what the Bible said. He said, say not ye that they are yet four months and then come at the harvest. That is, don't postpone your life to the future. Don't postpone it. Your harvest is today. Don't postpone your happiness. Don't postpone it. Look at the lift up your eyes and look on the fields. For they are white already to harvest. Verse 36. And he that reapeth receive wages and gathereth fruit unto life eternal. That both he that soweth and he that reapeth may rejoice. Now look at it. Verse 37. He said, he said, and hearing is the same true. One person soweth and another person reapeth. This saying is very true. Okay. Now verse 38. And then Jesus said, I send you to reap whereon you, you have bestowed no labor. Agaboshi. In other words, other people will labor. They will work for you. And then you step into their harvest. God will cause crisis for somebody. Some of us, we are recipients of this scripture. That if not because God caused crisis for some people's labor, that they have to let go. We will, we will not be living where we are living. They have no choice than to sell. Because everybody is after them, including Satan. I am sending you, give me the scripture. You are going to reap where you have not sown. That's what the Bible says. I, I don't print Bibles in my house. I don't have a printing press. I came to read this. I saw it has been there for a long time. Am I talking to somebody here? The Bible said, I, you are, it said, I am sending you to reap where you have bestowed no labor. So he said, I am going to give you easy access to success. I, 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 am I talking to somebody here? Other people will do the hard work. They will do the hard work. And you shall come and reap what they have worked for. May that be your story today. Am I, I said, may that be your story today. I make a declaration over you. You are about to enter into places where it's already fertile. Other people have done their work for you. Other people have done their work for you. And you are stepping in to enjoy the fruit of the labor of other people. My God, let it be so tonight. I say, let it be so tonight. Let it be so tonight. In the name of Jesus, the son of the living God, I 
I decree favor over you. I command favor over you. I decree favor over your life in the name of Jesus. Somebody will build. I declare tonight, somebody is building your dream house right now. Ah, uh, do I have some amen in the house? I said, do I have an amen in the house? Somebody is building your dream house right now and it's about to be transferred into your hands. Do I have an amen in the house? Lift up your hand and shout a big amen. Take your seat. Oh my God. My God. My God. My God. My, 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 my. My, 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 So now, what is the problem? Why is it that these things are not happening? Let's talk about that. The problem with us is that most of the time, we disconnect from, from the one who made things possible in our life when we see the things. That is what happened to the prodigal son. The prodigal son forgot the source, that the father is the source. And as long as he lived in the house of the father, he will always be replenished until he stepped out of the house. Give me what is mine and let me go. And the Bible says that when he left, I want you to hear me very carefully. The Bible says that when he left his father's house, nobody gave to him, nobody. Can you imagine? Now watch this. Everything you need must come from somebody. Everything you have came from somebody. The Bible says that what do you have that you have not received? And if you have received it, why are you behaving like you didn't receive it? So guess what? Everybody here, all of us here are recipients coming from God through somebody. But to the prodigal son, the problem of the prodigal son, the Bible says he was depleted and nobody gave to him. When you disconnect yourself from the source, the father, nobody gives to you. The greatest thing that can happen to you is self-realization. That you realize that you cannot do by yourself. You need to connect to the source. When it came to himself... Some of us, we are in church, but we are yet to come to our senses. You are yet to realize that without God, you are nothing and you are nobody. A few years ago, you were struggling like something until God supernaturally opened some doors for you. And, and you started opening shops and here and there. All of a sudden, now you have become like the prodigal son. The shops and these things that God gave you have now become the reason why you have disconnected from the source. And then until you start drying up again. It's a dangerous thing to disconnect from your source. When you connect to the source, you never dry up. The source is never depleted. So when you disconnect from the source... You, can, you will be depleted. You will lose everything. You, 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 you will lose everything. You, everything that you have will become, I mean, the, the, what has become, a, what was a blessing will rather become a curse. Because you are disconnected from the source. People who disconnect themselves from the source, number one, they are very greedy. They are greedy. People who disconnect from the source, 
they are very stingy. People who disconnect from the source are very disobedient. They, have, they can never obey God because the reason why you can't obey God because whatever you have, you think that God is trying to deplete you. So when God tells you to do something or to, to affect something or, or to get something done in the house of God, your mind is, they are trying to take from me. God doesn't take from you. Everything you have belongs to God, including you, the human being. You don't understand? Everything you have, including you. Remember that boy, that, that man in the Gospels who said that, um, uh, that his ground grew up, no fruits and everything, and he said to himself, this is what I will do, that's what I will do. I, 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 I. And then the ninth, the Bible says that the, 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 the God of heaven came to him and said, tonight you are a fool, tonight you are a fool, you are a fool. You are a fool. Tonight I will take your soul from you. And we shall see the things that you have guarded, whose it shall be. People who disconnect from God are hoarders. People who disconnect from God live a life like they are broke, but they are not. Because they don't want anybody to look to them to help in anything. So every day they look like they are broke. You are not broke. It's just that you don't want anybody to expect anything from you. And so you look like you are broke. Huh? You look like you are not broke. It's, it, it is only when you are coming to church that you, you, you wear all these crazy clothes because you don't want the church to know that God has prospered you. Why? Because you are disconnected from the source. Am I talking to somebody here? People who are connected to the source are, people, number one, they obey God. Number two, they don't care what God says. If God says, let this one go, they will just, they easily, they will let go. They will let go. If it's a, I've been in places, people, people, a house, a car, a, 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 a land, and what. I mean, once people understand, and you know something, when God finds out that you are a channel through which he can use to bless mankind, you will never go broke. Don't be like the prodigal son. I want to give you a few scriptures. And then let's move in and get a few things done. God, in Ecclesiastes chapter 5, verse 19 and 20, we read three scriptures from there and then we'll just do a few things here and then we'll pray. Now watch this. Ecclesiastes chapter 5, verse 19. Every man to whom also God have given riches and wealth and have given him power to eat thereof, which means that God can give you riches and wealth. You will work for other people. You will work. There are some of us, we live to work for other people. You, all your labor is for other people, but you don't enjoy anything you work for. May that never be your story. Am I, I, I talking to somebody here? Look at the scripture again. Give me the scripture. Every man to whom God has given riches and wealth and have given him power to eat thereof and to take his portion and to rejoice in his labor. This is what the gift of God. May God give you this gift. I'm, I said, may the Lord give you this gift. Listen, I declare over somebody tonight. 
you will build your house and you'll be able to walk upstairs to your house when God has prospered you they will not tell you don't eat this don't eat that don't eat this don't go here when God has prospered you am I talking to somebody here come on lift up your hand receive that gift tonight come on receive that gift tonight receive that gift to enjoy the fruit of your labor come on shout amen am I talking to somebody here sit down sit down, sit down. I, I, I had this Nigerians in my church and um, the, the, the wife comes to me and said he said, Papa, I want you to talk to my husband. I said, what, what, what about it? He said, we are five, we are, we are five girls in one bedroom. I am a nurse. I work good money. My husband work makes good money. He said, the problem we have is that my husband refused to rent a, 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 a house where children, our children can have their own place. So I said, so how do, the, how do your husband handles you in the night? He started laughing. I said, what's the problem? He said, all our money goes to Nigeria. All our money goes to Nigeria. I said, what about that? He said, here in New York, we have to go by train and buses. But we had the Range Rover in, 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 in Lagos. We have a, 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 what do we call it, Mercedes-Benz in New York, a, in a Nigeria. We have this car. So we have about seven cars parked in the house. And here in New York, we have to go by train and buses and live in the cold and living in this small apartment with our children. And so every, I said, so how long do you go to? Nigeria. I said once a year for two weeks on vacation. I said I can tell you that the day you land the people in the house start asking when are you going back. He said exactly. I said you know why? Because you don't own the house. The people that live in the house are the people that own the house. And so your presence is in the house is even a nuisance. You have had the power to make wealth, but you are denied the ability. I'll borrow this from my uncle. Some of you, you have very beautiful clothes, but you never wear them. It's once a year. You have silver, you have expensive uh, what we call it, uh, 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 cooking wares. I'm talking about uh, stainless steel. You are looking at my face. You are looking at my face. You have stainless steel in your house. They are packed on top of your wardrobe. You are still using the aluminum. You are still using aluminum. And the more you stir the food in the aluminum, the aluminum is coming out of the... Uh, 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 and, 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 and then you don't understand. When you get cancer... You, well, you don't understand. You have, you, you, have, you have China plates, expensive. You can't serve your husband. You are waiting for a guest. What better guest do you have than your husband? Thank you, sir. Thank you. I'm preaching on. 
Thank you, sir. Huh? You can't serve your you can't serve your husband in these expensive things. You have packed them on top of your wardrobe. Tonight you are going home to change. Some of the things you are cooking out of must go to the garbage dump tonight. Am I talking to somebody here? I said they must go out of your house tonight. Am I talking to some woman in the house? Oh, come on. Don't look at me like that. You know what I'm talking about. May the Lord help you tonight to enjoy what you have worked for. I said you must enjoy what you work. This is your labor. This is a gift from God. And you need this gift. I need the gift to spend what God gives me. I, I, I will spend. I refuse to go and buy in Tugum. You know in Tugum. In Tugum is the perfume that they put the water in the thing and put some flour inside to change the color. And then they, they put something small to make it a scent. And then they start st I don't even know where they get, they get the bottles from. I refuse. Am I talking to somebody here? Uh, I say I refuse. Come on, shout amen. When God gives me the money, I'll go out there and buy the best perfume. And use it on myself. Come on, say amen. Me, when I go to be with the Lord and you come to my closet, there is nothing new there. Every shoe has been worn. Are you hearing me? This is the reason why, because if you don't create a need, it will never be filled. You must always create a vacuum. And because there is no vacuum on the earth, once something is leaving you, another thing is coming from heaven into, your, into the space that you just created. Come on, say amen. That is why I love to give. Because every time I give, I give God the opportunity to give back to me. My God, the Bible says that give and it shall be given unto you. Press down. Shaking together, running over. If that scripture is not true, then John 3 16 is not true. Can I have a man? Are, are you with me? It is the gift of God. Say to yourself, I will enjoy this gift. I'm not here. Say, I will enjoy this gift. I'm not hearing you. Say, I will enjoy this gift. Come on, shout amen. I say, I will enjoy this gift. Come on, say it louder. I will enjoy this gift. Come on, shout hallelujah. Now, Ecclesiastes chapter 2, verse 26. Look at it and let's, let's try to do something here. He said, For God giveth to a man that is good in his sight, wisdom and knowledge and joy, but to the sinner he giveth travail, to gather and to heap up. To gather and to heap up. Look at the scripture. To gather and to heap up. That he may give to him that is good before God. He said this is also vanity and vexation. That, that the wicked. The, the, the wealth of the wicked. It's time for it not to be. Not to be heaped. It's time for a release. Into your life. Into my life. Into our church. The church is going to do great things. We are going to have our own TV stations. Uh, come on here, come on. I say, we are going to have our own TV stations. We are going to have, I, I, I was in a, I, you know, I went to Robert University. 
And uh, there was this gentleman who comes to teach us. He's a pastor, you know, and they have this about seven jets that they gather people and take them to South America to do missionary work. Eh? And they gather all the food and everything, and then they fly over to South America to go and just help the poor. Can you imagine what you do with all the desire you have to help the poor? Can you imagine when God put this kind of wealth into your hands? Eh? Can you imagine what you do? The world and the wicked have it. But God said it is a season. I'm going to show, show you a scripture and then we'll move on. It is a season for this to be released into our hands so we can do what God has called us to do. Because let me tell you, money is the wheel of the gospel. I say this all the time. Money is the wheel of the gospel. I say it all the time. Money in the hands of wicked people is a weapon against unrighteousness and against holiness and against the church. Am I talking to somebody here? But money in the hands of the righteous man is a weapon against hell. It's a weapon against the forces of darkness. In South Korea, David Yong uh, 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 they were having some challenges, man of God. They, this printing press would just write anything about the church and the man of God uh, how he's taking people's money how he's doing this about four millionaires in the church came together he said let's buy the printing press so <laughs> am I talking to somebody here they got, they got together and bought the printing press from the people and turned the prison press the printing press into a place where they printed bibles and, and tracts may that be your story I said may that be your story I release the wealth of the wicked into your house. I, am I talking to somebody here? Tonight I release the oil over my life and I'm commanding a release of wealth. A release of wealth. In the name of Jesus, it will no more be hip-hop. It shall, it shall come to you. You will never struggle for it. That is the way God has always worked. God always worked. In a way, he allowed the wicked to lay up and lay up and at a certain period or at a certain season, he releases it unto the people of God for his own assignment on earth and I decree by the word of the Lord in this season while people are going down you are coming up while people are diminish diminishing you are rather going up and maximizing I decree by the word of the Lord that when people are getting poorer you are going you are growing stronger and richer in the name of Jesus receive an anointing for supernatural wealth transfer tonight receive an anointing tonight you will never be broke again. You are the record breaker of your household and of your family. What your mother couldn't do, you shall do it. What your father couldn't do, you shall do it. In the name of Jesus, you are end time financier of the kingdom of God. Am I talking to a, a babosha? Am I talking to a believer tonight? You are end time financier of the kingdom of God. You are end time financier of the kingdom of God. The word of the wicked is coming to you tonight. You will never ever ever struggle in your life your days of struggle has come to an end i make a declaration tonight in the name of jesus that the day of your struggle has come to an end take a seed offering in your hand run to the altar and say i am an end time financier of the kingdom of god do that right now do that right now jesus
Jesus. 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 Makata kata bahakaya. Imanda bahayakas. Imanda la bahakaya. Rabakatani mamakaya. A release of wealth. A release of the wealth of the wicked. Flowing into the house, the lives and the houses of people. In the name of Jesus. Receive what you didn't work for. According to the words of Jesus, receive businesses. Walk into your own. In the name of Jesus, God will do something in your life that no man can take credit of or no man can take credit for. In the name of Jesus, receive an abundance. You are walking into your season of abundance. In the name of Jesus, I prophesy you out of your season of lack. You are about to take over the business. In the name of Jesus, God is giving you innovation, creative ideas. God is bringing creative ideas. God is bringing innovation. God is bringing innovation. In the name of Jesus, witty inventions are coming upon you tonight. Receive a double portion of the grace of God over your life tonight. You will never be broke. Get ready. You are end time financier. We are yet to see what God is about to do in this end time. In the name of Jesus, do I have an amen in the house? Shout a big amen. Take your seat. Take your seat. James chapter 5. Let me try to do something with this scripture here. And then uh, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. James chapter 5 verse number 1. Anointing without money equals annoyance. Serious. You are anointed, but you are broke. I'll tell you a story. Every time I pass by the church, my heart aches. And it is a place that my uncle makes sure that every time I am there, we'll pass there every day to church. And when we pass that particular road and I see the church, my heart starts aching. Prophet, in 1992, my first time in the U.S. preaching, the friends that brought me, took me to this church, is called Sunrise Baptist. And I went to preach there. Come and see the miracles. You know, I mean, you know that you need to work well. So that they can take care of you. Because you, in, in Koforido are there, you <laughs> work very well. Healings, miracles, breakthroughs, prophetic utterances. Then the service is over. And then the pastor takes me to his office. And then I sit down, the pastor look at me. I say, you are an African, you are broke. He said, look at how broke you are. He said, you have all this anointing, but you are broke. You have all this anointing. He said, he said me. He, he said, you know what he said that really shook me? He said, it's not my fault that I'm born in America. 
He said, me, I don't have the anointing you have, but I'm a very wealthy man. <laughs> I think next time I have to take the pictures of Sunrise Baptist. Every time I pass them, my heart aches. I wish the pastor is still there because I was going to walk in there and show myself to him and tell him that the man that you look out and you say he was a broke man because he's an African. I came to tell you that God is not a respecter of persons, but he's a respecter of his word. Am I talking to somebody here? And I want to tell you I'm not broke anymore. God has changed my life. The word of God has turned me around. Am I talking to a believer here? I came, let, let me tell you, when you, are when you are broke, you become a laughing stock. You become a proverb and a byword. There are meetings in families, they will not call you because you are broke. Don't look at my face like that. You know what I'm talking about. And you get very angry because nobody calls you because you can't contribute to anything. I say these things to you so that you will hate poverty like you hate cancer. Hate poverty. Hate it like you hate cancer. Me, I'm telling you, every principle in the word of God, I practice it religiously because I am determined never to go broke. I, I know what poverty is. If you smell it once, you don't want to smell it again. You don't understand? Poverty will make somebody take over your wife. And you'll be crying and you can't do anything about it. You don't understand? You understand? You know, one of David's wife, one of David's wife, David, the, the woman is gone married to another man. Living in another man. Joab says, Joab comes to David and says, I want to be with you. I want to join you. He said, I want you to go and bring my wife. The woman was living with somebody else. And they went for the woman, Abna, Abna. Abna went for the woman. And the man was running after the wife. Abna said, hey, get out. Get, come on, hey. <laughs> and that's what happened when you are broke. People just scream and you are running away. Give me the scripture. You are laughing. You know what I'm talking about. It's just a scream. Hey! And then you say, hey, hey. Poverty. This man comes to my house, Pastor. You know what he came to tell me? Part of my house land belongs to him. It is a mistake, it's a bad mistake. He hasn't seen me before. He has been seeing my posters and all that, you know. And so, he will come and then the, the guys will talk to him and he will leave. But another time, he came with a lawyer when he, he heard I was there. And then, I, when I stepped out of my room and I, I came upon them, they started shaking. I said, I said, what do you want? He said, oh, we came to talk to you about, you know, at least if you can. I said, what money? I said, what money are you talking about? I said, I said, if you believe I took your land, I have papers on the land. If you believe I, I took your land, stop harassing me and go to court. Now meet you there. This, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. The, the lawyer 
the, the lawyer tapped the man and said, don't talk, don't talk. You know, I've never seen them again. They will never come back. Poverty is destructive. Listen, it is, it, it, poverty is a dangerous thing. Give me the scripture. It's a dangerous thing. You can't, you, you can't dress well, you can't look good. You know, the, 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 like, my, like my uncle will say. The wig you have on doesn't even belong to you. We know it's not your hair. You know, we don't know where you bought the hair for. You even go and buy a good one. You go and buy a, a, your, your wig is coming from Aquadum a, 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 a somewhere. No style. You, you, you are so depressed that when you get up in the morning, you don't even check whether it is the front or the back. <laughs> Just carry the thing and put it on your head. Bam. Go to now, you rich men. Weep and whore for your miseries that shall come upon you. Immediately you read this, your mind says, God hates the rich people. That's what your mind says. This is some of the reasons why Christians become broke because we believe that rich men will go to hell. Read your Bible very well. You don't study the word of God. The Bible says that when Jesus said how hard it is for rich men to go to heaven, the Bible says that the disciples were astonished greatly. They were astonished. Why were they astonished? Because they know that everybody who served God was a rich man. So was Abraham, rich in cattle and silver and gold. The Bible says he was well stricken in age, and the Lord has blessed him in all things. David, when God said you couldn't build the temple, he said, I'll prepare for the temple. By himself, he raised over $53 million in today's money for the building of the temple in his absence so that his son will not suffer. How can my son suffer? No, my son will not suffer to build. I will leave him money. $53 million in today's money for the building of the temple. That's David. So if rich men can not go to heaven, then David will not be there. So put the scripture in context. Verse 2. Your riches are corrupted. Your garments are moth-eating. Yes? Verse 3, your gold and silver is conquered, and the wrath of them shall be a witness against you. You know why? Because you have turned your gold into the, the source. You are serving your gold. You are, if, let me tell everybody, listen, if you forget everything I have said tonight, don't forget this. If you don't serve your gold and your silver with God, to, with, with God, you don't serve, you don't use your silver and your gold to serve God, you will, serve, you, will, you will serve your silver and your gold without God, and it is that which will destroy your life. Let me say it again. If you don't serve God with your gold and your silver, you will serve your silver and your gold without God, and that is what will destroy you. Give me the scripture. And shall eat your flesh as it were fire. 
You have heaped up treasure together for the last days. Look at how many times the Bible tells us that, that, that treasure has been hid and laid up for the last days. Why last days? Because we have a greater work to do in these last days. We have a greater message for the world. The, the world must hear the gospel message around the world. Today, church, in when we're growing up on Friday night after all night, you go and take a megaphone and then you run around somebody's house and then come to Jesus. Come to today, they don't use Louvre Bliss anymore. Now they use the kind of a, a window that you lock it that nobody can hear you. So you can't scream and shout anymore. Today, when you stand by the corner and you are screaming on top of your voice, come to Jesus. People look at you, they think you are mad. Why? Because the method have changed. The message have not changed. Am I talking to somebody here? Let me say it again. The method of preaching the gospel have changed. But the message have never changed. So you and I must now use another method. And the method that we are using is, is it has to do with money. Look at how beautiful this place is. There are people who never come to your church. When they step at the door and they see the newsers. So, no, no, I don't belong here. I don't belong to this place. They will take their children. Their children don't belong there. They look at the poverty in the church. No, no, I can't bring my child here to come and serve God here. They are, they are looking for an excellent church. Come on, say Amen. Am I talking to somebody here? You know why? Because the law of, of attraction, like attracts like. Give me the scripture. Give me the scripture. Okay? Behold, the, the hire of your laborers who have ripped down your fields, which is of you kept back by fraud. So the wicked have used several different ways of robbing the world. Robbing the world of, let me, let me tell you something, people, let me tell you something, let me tell something is wrong with us, something is wrong with Africa, something is wrong with us when we can't use monies to, 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 to develop our country, that one person can have 20 million dollars under his bed, and around him, even the road leading to his house is unpaved. The road, he goes and buy two acres of land, build a mansion, and he doesn't have the sense to build a proper road to the house. Because when he builds the road, other people will use it. Fraud. The problem in Africa is too much fraud and corruption. And so we are not able to take what we have you. This is the reason why a lot of people that make money by false means. I wish I have I have the time to take you through that by false means. When they start growing older, then they start losing everything. Then they start getting poorer. Then they start crying. My uncle is one of them that used one day. I I you know after he has lost everything. Moving around in a crowd. I'm telling tell, my uncle know what I'm talking about. This uncle of mine, doctor, this man, I can talk about it because he's dead. 
those properties in Accra that were hired, rented by embassies. When he died, he died in the, in the village, in a boy's room, with stroke, because he was a thief that used his intelligence to steal. I, I, I went to my grandmother's room one day, and I took one of his uh, uh, bags, and I opened it. It has over 500 uh, uh, passports, Ghana passports, that tells you that the man, yeah, 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 it tells you that the man was, was robbing people, telling them, I will take you to the States or somewhere, because the man used to live in England. His office was in Geneva. Yeah, and he comes every day and back. You can never, let me tell you, you can never go outside of God's will, God's word, God's plan, God's purpose, and God's agenda to make money and think that you can enjoy it. Let me say it again. If you are hearing me tonight, if you are hearing me either through the airwaves or you are sitting here in this church and you think that you are a politician so you can steal money, and you can rob people and lie and take people's property and use it for yourself and think you can have peace, you lie bad because the word of God will catch up with you. Give God a better clap offering. Or give God a better clap offering. Give God a better clap offering. I believe that whatever God does for us shall be forever. I will never grow older and grow poorer. God forbid. Tafiakwa, it will never happen. The older I grow, the better I'll become, the richer I'll become, the wiser I'll become, the stronger I'll become, the better I'll become. Am I talking to somebody here? And that is your story tonight. I make a declaration over you that the older you grow, the better you become, the stronger you become, the wiser you become, the richer you become. In the name of Jesus, you will never live to bury any of your children. You will never live to bury any of your grandchildren but your children shall bury you in the name of Jesus if God tarries I decree by the word of Jehovah over my mouth as you serve God as you live for God as you do what God have called you to do you will never ever struggle is a success victory shall come to you I declare favor over your life tonight in the name of Jesus what you never were for is coming your way what you never expected is coming into your house I decree in the name of Jesus a year by this time when I shall meet you you will have a story to tell me of the house that God gave you of the business that expanded am I talking to a believer here come on shout a big amen take, take your seat take your seat Take your seat. A young man, I don't know whether he's here tonight. He said, he said, he said, you spoke to me. It's exactly one year now. It's exactly one year. He said, you spoke to me to go back to school and, and, and do uh, 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 um, engineering. Something have to do with building. He said, today, after 10, after one year, I have built 10 bridges. Ten, ten bridges in one year because you instructed me 
to go. My brother was sharing his testimony. A year, you encountered this oil. Huh? It's one year. You encountered this oil. You walk out of here. One year now. God gave you a house you didn't build. I want you to tell them, God gave you a house you didn't build. Just a year, you encountered this oil. Number two, yes? You got a car you didn't buy. Number three, you got a young woman to marry. Come on, give God a clap offering. Yeah. I'm talking about oil. I'm talking about oil. I'm talking about, I'm talking about, you see, while I am standing here, I'm talking right now, I'm releasing oil. I'm releasing oil. Am I talking to somebody? Your life is being transformed and your, your life is changing like something. Come on, lift up your hand and shout a big amen. Oh, sit down, sit down. All of us carries a different oil. We all carries our oil. I, are you shocked that the carpenter will not fix your teeth? Are you shocked? You are not shocked because the carpenter is trained to do carpentry work. If you need your teeth fixed, then you go to Dr. Quincy. He's a dentist. Are you shocked that your lawyer will not mow your lawn? Every one of us have some experts in something. We are anointed for something. And I came to tell you, I am anointed to move you from poverty. From extreme poverty to extreme wealth. If somebody can shout tonight, I'll be very happy. Come on. I said, if you can shout tonight, I can be very happy. Come on. Give a shout. Give a shout. Give a shout. Give a clap. Receive the oil. 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 Shout and receive it. Take your, take your seat. Take your seat. You know something? I have a few minutes. Let me just fast forward and finish with this message. Amen? So we can do the anointing and go. You, you, you're going to love this. Listen to me. The key to the anointing is obedience. Obedience is the first law of the book of Genesis. Once you disobey God, everything starts breaking down. If you obey and serve him, you will live your life in prosperity and your days in pleasures. That's what the Bible says. The Bible says if you obey him, you will eat the good of the land. Isaiah chapter 1. You, it talks about the, uh, Deuteronomy chapter 28. He said, obey, observe, and do. Obey, observe, and do. And then an overflow will come upon you. The key to, to, to enjoying the benefits of the kingdom of God the key is obedience. Your problem is, you and I, it's difficult for us to say yes to God. Let's fast forward. Let's, let's, let's do something here. And then let me end with, with this. Let me end with this. Okay, 2 Kings chapter 4. Verse 42, let me end with this. It's a period of famine. Man of God, it was a famine time. You know, when you read the preceding scriptures, Dr. Quincy, when you read the preceding scriptures, it tells us that the famine was so severe that they went to collect some food and all that, and they happened to have brought in uh, something that is wild, poisonous uh, herb, and then they mix it with the food. And so when the prophet started eating, somebody, they, they sensed death 
in the port. And thank God the prophet was there. And the prophet was the one that changed the whole story. Now, there was famine in the land. And, and you have to understand that when there is famine in the land of any sort, God can only intervene by sending a man of God your way. Number two, God will also intervene by giving you a seed. And your seed, I told you yesterday, that every move of God starts in the natural. Give me the scripture. I'm trying to end with this. And then came a man, a man from Baal-Shalisha. And he brought the man of God bread of the first fruits. And 20 loaves of barley full of years, years of corn in the whisk thereof. And he said, give unto the people. He brought the first fruits to the man of God. It was a famine time. And in famine time, you are insane to bring your first fruits. Because your first fruits is the first produce you make in the year. That is your first fruit. But in the time of famine, the man wants to exempt himself from famine. There is a way you can exempt yourself from famine and calamity. I came to tell you something tonight. That before you start praying against famine, make sure that you are sowing your seed out of famine. And then you are obeying God as to what to do. And the Bible says that there was famine in the land. And Isaac sowed in the midst of the famine. You, you, in the midst of famine, it is a time for you to plan your future by sowing yourself out of the famine. I'm almost done. Look at the scripture. He brought 20 loaves. And he said, the prophet said, give unto the people that they may eat. Verse 43. And the Bible said, verse 43. And his servitor, his servant said, what should I, why, what, what, what are you talking about? What are you talking about? I'm talking about the God who can take two loaves of fish, five, five loaves of fish, two, two pieces of bread, and feed 7,000. But first, there must be something in the natural in my hands for God to multiply. You have to understand the way God works. He, he works the same way all the time. It is not complex. You, you, you can understand the reason why most of us are, are, are struggle financially because you are trying to receive something from a place you have sown nothing. You have sown nothing. What you put in my hand yesterday was a seed. It was a good seed in my hand. This morning, the Lord said, what I gave you was a seed. Somebody is coming and he needs a place to sleep. So use that money and rent a place for him. I said, thank you, Jesus. I took the thousand dollars. I sent them to change it. And I said, go and find a place for the young lady to sleep. Why? Because I understood that what I had was not a harvest. It was a seed. Some of us cannot differentiate between a harvest and a seed. You see, now, now look at what happened. What you did yesterday 
You have forgotten about it. But you solve somebody's problem through me. And so guess what? Something has already gone ahead of you. It will surprise you before, I, if I be a man of God, if I be a servant of God, it, I've been preaching this gospel from 1982. If I be a man of God, before you walk out from Ghana, the testimony you will take from here to Dallas, it will blow your mind. You don't know the difference. I could have disobeyed God. And whatever God have in store for me, I would have lost it. Because, Edja Frank, you will never know the consequences of your disobedience and the reward of your obedience until you have acted. You will never know the consequences of your disobedience and the reward of your obedience until you have acted. And like yesterday, if the woman knew the, 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 the rewards of her obedience to Elijah, he would have responded faster. Let me finish with the scripture. Let's pray. I have six more minutes. Oh my God. What? <laughs> what? And how can I do this? Have you ever come to a place in your life, man of God, when what you have is not sufficient to do what you have to do? But you see, the, the blessing of God multiplies what you have in your hands to meet every need that you have to meet. That once you are obeying God, all that he needs in, from you is to have something in your hands to multiply. And I said it in Bishop Frank's church. You, you must start the project. If you want to see the project completed, don't wait till you have a lot of money to start. Just start. And I say it all the time. Even if it is one person working on the project, make sure that somebody is on the project working because the only way you keep the doorway and the, and the supply coming is to keep the project going. Once you stop, the, the, the resources stop. God is going to take, see the way I work. So me, when I start a project, we don't stop. It is continuous, sometimes through the night. We don't stop projects here in New York. It keep on going because it's a revelation that God gave me. God gave me a revelation. God says, son, the day you stop the job, the resources will stop. And the resources will go to somebody else. That is why we call it we call it currency. It is just flowing. So if it is not coming to you, it doesn't mean that it's not flowing. It's going to somebody else. So keep the project going, and money will come in to do your project. Even this is, is only one person. It's a revelation. It's a revelation. Now watch this. I'm, I'm ending with this. I'm when, look, at, look at what happens here. The man was saying, how can this be? I mean, 20 loaves of bread before 100 prophets. 20 loaves. How can we feed 20, I mean, feed 100 hungry pastors? And when pastors are hungry, they are really hungry. 
Verse 44. Like I see this gentleman sitting here. When he's hungry, <laughs> he can really be hungry. Don't worry him. So the Bible says that he sat before them and they did it and left thereof according to the word of God. So now you realize, man of God, you can take this scripture here and set, insert it into the gospel where Jesus took two loaves of bread and two fishes. The same scenario without the multiplication. He said, go and give it to them. It was on the way as they were giving it. The thing was multiplying without them knowing how it was multiplying. And I said to you, if you know how things multiply, then it's not God. Then God is not involved. The thing was multiplying. You can take this same scripture. I'm trying to show you that the principles of God are the same. The same. He took just two loaves, uh, 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 10 loaves, 20 loaves, and then he gave it to them. Then while they were going and they were sharing, that thing was multiplying until the Bible says they took baskets. In the beginning, they were doubting it. He said, go, send it to them. So you realize that God will always take the little you have. So if you come to him and he said, as for me, I have nothing. Then guess what happened? He multiplies nothing with 100. And you have nothing. He multiplies nothing with 10,000. And you have nothing. It doesn't matter how, a thousand times more. He multiplies it 10,000, a thousand times more. And because it was multiplied with zero, you have zero. So the problem is not God. The problem is you have nothing. So he will always say, what do you have in your hand? What do you have in your hand? Then he said, don't come before me empty-handed. Because I'm going to take what you have in your hand and multiply. Now, I, now listening to this servant of God. Now, when you understand this process. I'm, this is the last thing I'm, I'm seeing. Then we, we, I end here. Now, watch, watch this. I want you to watch this. If you understand this process, I've taught you. At least about three things I've taught you this week. And you start working with it. This is what's going to happen. You are now going to start determining the outcome of your situations. Let me say it again. Ooh, Jesus, let somebody catch this revelation. Let somebody catch this revelation. If you understand this revelation and you start working in it, you will start determining the outcome of your project, the outcome of your business. Why? Because you have put a certain law in motion, and that law is undergirded by the supernatural power of God called the blessing, the spiritual momentum that have come upon the law you have set in motion. So what is happening is that you don't live by miracles anymore. Why? Because you have already predicted the outcome of events before they happen because of the law you are practicing. This is Bishop Dominicalupe. I approve of this message. You've got a clap offering.